Last time on Multiclass Theater. Our heroes learned the hard way that the Brotherhood of the Golden Rock was not just a gross social club, but was in fact the pawn of a much more dangerous and sinister being. Although the creature did not fight them directly, thankfully, it did turn the entirety of the Brotherhood against our... Well, now I hesitate to call them heroes because they basically just killed all of them. But at least two of our protagonists had profound misgivings about the ordeal. And although they have claimed the Golden Rock, it has not a single drop of magic in it. Now they must plan their next move on Multi-Class Theater. From where you're standing, there are two passages that go off of that room. And then, miscouted around behind the altar, there's a third passage that goes off beyond the altar. I'm not leaving until I have explored these other corridors. You want to find more squid monsters? Yes, and kill them. Or there might be a clue to where this one is, or if it has other, uh, cult? I don't know about you two, but I have killed enough innocent people today. Do we need to... Yeah, I'm not killing any more innocent people today, Mr. Crax's knuckles. I still can barely move. She makes a show of, like, trying to walk, and it's clear, like, her legs are sort of dragging more than they should. On a scale of, let's say, 1 to 40, how are you feeling? Where 40 is, I am in perfect health, and 1 is in a stiff breeze that'll kill me. Where are you feeling on that? I, I'm not going to be killed. I just... This day is the worst day ever. My... Uh, there's monsters eating people's brains, and that cannot control whatever the hell is happening to me. And my best friend threatened to kill me. And uh, just, uh, it's, I don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. I, I don't know. If you need to, if you need me here, I can, I can still throw daggers. I don't know what else I'm good for anymore, though. Mist offers the jug of alchemy to Silway. Tip it slowly. She gratefully takes it and says, "Beer," and then starts chucking. Alright, this has been a suck day for all of us, and yeah, I get that it's been a mostly suck day for you, but there's something bigger going on here, and I'm a cat saying this, so like, I hope you take that for what it's worth. We gotta figure out what else is going on here, because we can't just let squid monsters go around eating people's brains. Like, that's not cool. Okay, let's let's do it. We'll do something. What about the what about the guy? And she points to the to the tied up guy. Do we just leave him here? Mist studies Roy for a moment. Ah. Uh. Roy is just lying on the ground with his eyes closed, and there's drool coming out of the corner of his mouth. Wanna believe that he's gonna just like sleep for a while? Oh, lucky guy. If you want to take care of him, you should probably move him away from that puddle of vomit. Uh, yeah, that's true. We'll prop him up in one of the pews, or lay him down in one of the pews like he's he's sleeping on a bench. Are you going to untie him or just leave him there tied up? Are we pretty much in agreement that we need to get out of this town and probably never come back, if at all possible? Yes, I think we are. Or I am, at least. I don't know about Miss takes a dagger and cuts him free. I, um... Tell him to warn the women. All the wives, they're upstairs, probably wondering where the hell their husbands went. Tell them to go. Go tell them to get out of the house. I think I'd just rather just lay here and sleep a while, if that's all right with you. Um... Roy, Roy. Um, hold on, the room's spinning again. Roy, 
Your wife is upstairs, you know that, right? My, my sweet Lucy. Yes, she's upstairs. She doesn't know where you are. She doesn't know, none of the women upstairs know where their husbands went. You need to go. You need to tell them to get out before whatever that thing is comes back. I'm, uh, can, uh, can somebody let me up? Just help me up. What about you, you, uh, Mr. Cat? Can you just give me your arm? No, wait, I forgot I'm allergic to you. How about you, big man? Roton's been, like, walking around looking through each of the doors. Um, <laughs> He's off by himself again. Yeah. Has, has he seen anything <laughs> through any of the doors? They're hallways that go that off just of go down. each. Yeah. Okay. So we're helping Roy, and then Roton gets attacked by a ninja woman again. It happens. Hey, you know. Scream if you get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Bravely scream. H- how about you, little lady? Can you can you help me up? Oh, I can't even pick up a rock, let alone a person. Here, come here. And she, she, she like, walks over to him slowly with great effort and, like, tr- I guess tries to let him lean on her a little bit. He extends his hand so, like, you can grab him and help pull him up. Okay, so she grabs one of the hands and then braces herself against one of the other pews and, like, pulls as hard as she can. I'm going to cast Mage Hand to help kind of push push him upright. Five again. All right, you try to, you're like, uh, and he's not budging. He falls back into the pew, but then lands on Mist's Mage Hand. Oh, thank you. Thank you kindly. Um, I don't know what to say. Um, I guess I'm sorry for any trouble that um you 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 got into is a... Oh God! Listen, there's no time for this. We, our our friend has already disappeared down the hallway. We need to go help him. Get upstairs. Find the women. Tell them to get out. That is your job. Go do it. Whose blood is that? Where, no, where where is everybody? There's no time for any of that. Get upstairs. Get out of the house. You'll you'll get your answers later. He starts walking towards the stairway and then starts going up it. And as she's going up it, you hear, "Oh, oh my God! Who? They're all dead." Who did this? It was a squid oh. monster. Just go. Oh my god. Oh. Oh my god. He just keeps mumbling oh my god to himself as he disappears into the darkness. Keep walking, Roy. She calls after him. Okay, Roy is gone. All right, hopefully they get the people out of there. Roton walks up. Hopefully I broke that spinning room like you think I did. Oh, yeah. That plus being <laughs> drunk is a bad combination. <laughs> Maybe they'll spin in opposite directions and cancel each other out. If we if we're going to explore and find that thing, let's let's do it quickly before anything else worse happens. I don't I don't trust this place. I want out. Are you sure you're all right, Silhouette? You do look weak. No, I am very far from all right. I am not all right, but we have a job to do. Let's let's just go do it. Are your legs still heavy? Yes, very much so. I cannot walk as quickly as you all can. Oh, right. I just remembered why her legs are heavy. Can you throw <laughs> knives from a sitting position? I can throw knives from every position. Would you like to sit on my shoulders? That way we could, uh, we could move a little more quickly through, through whatever awaits us. You want to carry me down the corridors? I am offering, yes. So wait, seems deeply conflicted about this. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Just not in your arms. That is way too weird. Yes. I, will, I will climb on your back. Well, I need to have my hands free so I can hit things with my hammers, yes. So you carry her Yoda style? Uh, yeah, like piggyback yeah, whatever, style. Like, like, <laughs> what, like, l- legs over the shoulders, like, just... Wait, I'm on top of your shoulders. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, you thought I it was, was picturing like, like a draping like her a over? No. No, like, like a like a piggyback style. Like you hold their her legs underneath. I don't know. But you need your arms, so I, I guess. need my arms free. Yeah. All right. Well, then she will try and go piggyback style, <laughs> and then you could correct her and be like, "No, all the way up." <laughs> okay. And then hopefully these are very high ceilings. They're fairly high. It's it's high enough that you can. I mean, you're probably inches uh, away from the ceiling on top of Rotan's shoulders. All right. Then she's sitting up there on top of his shoulders, and she's got her legs kind of like hooked around behind his back. She's got very good balance, so. Okay, so which passage are you going to go down? Anyone have any preferences as to which of these passages? Speaking for myself, I vote the one behind the altar. The bigwigs tend to go behind the altar, so I think that is probably our most promising route forward. Wait, I have one idea, real quick. And Sibley grabs her backpack and pulls out the Lantern of Revealing and lights it, and then uses it as, like, Rotan's headlamp to, like, shine through the, the hallways. <laughs> Okay. Not sure if that's any better than dark vision, but at least now she can see. And if there's anything invisible, she can see that. It's like a headlight. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like a miner's yeah. lamp. That's what, she, what it is. An absolutely adorable image. Yes. <laughs> I'm also somehow picturing Rotan as a big daddy in Bioshock. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Which passage are you going to go down? Behind the altar? Sure. All right. Okay, and what's the order? Uh, Rotan and Silway <laughs> in front. <laughs> we occupy the same square. <laughs> okay, so you start your way down the passageway, and Mist, because you are a cat, the smell hits you first. It is a foul, wretched, overpowering stench of something decomposing. And as you walk further into the passage... Silway and Rotan, you also begin to smell this just horrible, horrible stench of decomposition. Smells like death. And then some. You keep walking down the passage, and at the end of it, it opens up into a medium-sized room that's diamond-shaped. And it is filled with corpses in various states of decomposition. Just piles of bones and body parts and other things. And hopping around on the various corpses, you see two small creatures, which almost look like dogs, but instead of heads, it looks like they have brains. What the hell are those things? Mist, you believe that you heard about creatures that thrive or survive off devouring the intellect of other creatures. Uh, okay. So, good news, bad news time. Good news, Rotan, you should be safe. Oh, good. <laughs> bad news? Those things eat brains. Thankfully, our brains are safely encased in our skulls. Uh, I, I think they can get them out. They seem very short. I'm pretty tall now. I think I should be safe. I'd like to see them dry. My skull is very thick indeed. We're, we're going to lay into these things? I, oh. Are there any other doors leading away? No, but you can tell they've taken notice of you, and they're starting to hop along the corpses towards you. So I think it's safe to say, let's roll for initiative. I think we're rolling for initiative, guys. Six initiative. Thirteen. Twenty-one. Misty, my boy, you are first. There's two of them? They each get an Eldritch Blast. That's a 22 to hit on each of them. Both of those hit. On the f the first, uh, let's call it the, is there is one of them any closer than the other? They're both about equidistance. 
All right, let's say one on the left. Okay. Is gonna take 14 force damage. And the one on the right is gonna take 13 force damage. You hit them, but they're still coming forward. Rotan, you're next. Rotan closes with them and attacks with his hammer. Rotan, I'm going to give you disadvantage since Silway is on your shoulders. Okay, sounds fair. First attack. That's a two. <laughs> and that's a four. Well, cool. That's <laughs> hooray for disadvantage. Two or four. Uh, <laughs> this is a great plan we had. This is a great plan. That is a 15 with disadvantage. That will hit. Okay. Woo. That's to the one on the right or the left? One on the right. Okay. Well, wait. This is my offhand. One on the left. <laughs> okay. Four. Oh, well. Four points of damage? Yep. And then I'll attack again the one on the right. That is... 14 and... Oh, four. Well, so probably misses with my second attack. Okay. Cool. It is now their attack, and they're going to go after Rotan. First one jumps at you and misses Rotan. Okay. And the second one swipes at you and misses. And then, while you are standing there, a third one comes out of nowhere <laughs> and attacks you from behind. Oh my god. And misses. <laughs> I rolled a six and a five with advantage. <sighs> okay. Still wait. Oh, I kind of wish I still had spell slots I could do shockwave and it would not affect Rotod for once. But no. Instead, she's gonna... From her perch high above, she's going to just, like, rain down daggers on these things. So, uh, one of the ones that's, like, I assume they're just, like, at Rotan's feet, like, in melee engage? Yeah, there's one to the left of him in front, one to the right of him, and one behind you. Okay, well then she's gonna just, like, throw a dagger straight down at, at one of the ones in front of us. Woohoo! Nat 20. Which one, left or right? Right. Okay. Uh, 11, 14, 28... 32 damage. Holy crap. <laughs> okay, you what? fling your dagger down. <laughs> it catches the creature in what would be the middle of its forehead, uh, between the eyes, but it doesn't have eyes. So it embeds itself in the gooey part of its brain, and it collapses to the floor. Very dead. <laughs> and then it explodes and bursts into flame. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it seems like it should. And somehow it drowns in all this. <laughs> it's like a Mortal Kombat finishing move. Yeah, that was a crit damage on a high roll on the sneak attack. Yeah, rogues are deadly, apparently. Okay, then um, since she can't move anywhere, offhand attack is a bonus action at the uh, one on the left. Uh, eight. The dagger sails wide and embeds itself in one of the corpses. Okay. Then that's the end of her turn. She can't move anywhere. Okay, missed. It is your turn. Did Sylvie kill the one that was jumping at Rotan? Well, she killed one of the ones in front of them. There's one behind him that's between you and Rotan. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fix this thing first as a bonus action. I am going to hex this thing. I'll go ahead and give it disadvantage on, I guess, on Dex. Okay. I don't think it's gonna be alive very long for that to matter because I'm gonna go ahead and 
give it the old double barrel Eldritch Blast uh, blast. And that's a uh, <laughs> a 13 and a 24. Both of those will hit. Brilliant. Do, do, do. Each of those is a separate attack, which means I get that. Uh, let's see. 2, 12, 22 force damage and 7 necrotic damage. Okay, you hit it with your twin blasts of Eldritch Bolts right in the center of the brain, and it just caves the whole brain inwards. And then it goes pop like you're squeezing a pimple or something, and it falls over. Okay, one, ew, two. See, I can do that too, Silway. But I do it with style. Okay, there is one left. It is swiping at Rotan at his feet, but it is Rotan's attack. I attack. 15 and... 18. So, uh... That will hit. Okay, cool. That is 13 with the first hit. That's enough to kill it. And he attacks its corpse. (laughs) (laughs) That hits. More damage. (laughs) Why won't you stay dead? I want all of you to give me a constitution check. Uh, okay. 10. 16. Uh, shit, six. Silway, you're feeling a little queasy. The smell is starting to get to you. Mist, since you have your enhanced sense of feline smell, it is really getting to you, and you feel like you're about to retch. So if you stay in this place another round, you probably will start vomiting. Anybody want to loot the bodies? Rotan says Uh, in the way that you'd ask kids if they want to have ice cream. Can, can someone grab my daggers? I can't reach my daggers. Can someone grab them for me? Nope. Nope. <laughs> R- Rotan will go and, and grab the daggers. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. He, like, hands them up. <laughs> You're an excellent mount, Rotan. <laughs> I find my range of motion is somewhat limited. <laughs> no, don't think of it that way. Think of it as having two extra arms. Ah, I like that. Okay, so Mist, are you gonna... No, Mist bugs out. Okay, so you retrieve the daggers, and then you turn around, and Mist is not there anymore. Okay, so this and this this is just like a single passage that just ends right here? Yeah, There's no just side a... passages? Nope, just ends in the room. <clears throat> okay, so so, so we will, like, shine the lantern of revealing, like, around the room, just, like, sort of see if there's anything obvious that looks like it needs looting. No, but give me another constitution check. It's even worse. Six... Please make silly vomit on Rotan. Oh, uh, that's a 10 for Rotan. Rotan, you're starting to feel queasy. Okay. Silway, your mouth is starting to water, and you feel vomit is imminent <laughs> if you don't get out of this room immediately. Everything <laughs> uh, 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 all right up there, Silway? Uh, I, I... The smell no. is starting to get to me. I, I might vomit on your head if we don't be here. Very well, let's let's us let us leave. Okay, good. Ro- Onward. Rotan to other moves rapidly down uh, down the corridor. You get back to the main room where I assume Mist is. Yeah. Like catching his breath and trying to get rid of the smell. Yeah. He he's grooming himself as though this is exactly what he planned to do the whole time. Because he's a cat. Yeah, no, I got it. Very, yeah, very, I got it. Oh, I get it. So you're back in the main room. There are two other passages. Right or left? Uh, left. 
Excellent choice. There's a passage that branches off of the main room, and it goes for a little distance. And then as you get closer, you start to see torchlight coming from the end of the corridor. The room opens up into a similar-sized room, also diamond-shaped. But this room is filled with a series of shelves. There are four in the middle of the room and a shelf lining each of the walls. The shelves are about four shelves high, and inside of the shelves, filling the shelves, are brains in jars floating in liquid. I may have been wrong about the thing only eating once a year. I may have been right about it eating more than- Oh, right. I'm right. Maybe it doesn't eat them. Maybe it collects them. I don't think it's really better. It's eccentric. Rotan's headlamp is going to, like, scan the room <laughs> and uh, check for any other- anything else in the that the lantern might reveal. Are you going to go into the room, or are you, you're just kind of standing at the entrance right now? Well, she's scanning to begin with, at least. Well, it's not up to her anyway. Exactly. I, I have no control of whether, whether we move or not. I could kick with, kick with my spurs and see if my horse moves. <laughs> I'm really picturing this like an anime now. Like, like Rotan is like some sort of mech. <laughs> and so waste this adorable anime pixie. <laughs> or like, what's her name from Overwatch? Diva. Rotan, what are you doing? It's just brains. Far as you can see, you can't really see the other side of the room because the shelves are blocking your view. Oh, um, cool. Well, I'll go to the other side of the room then. Rotan doesn't have useful right? Okay, first, <laughs> the space between the shelves is fairly narrow. So I'm going to need a dexterity check from Rotan. Excellent. Oh, God, if this leads to, like, brains falling all over silly and, like, That's crashing down. That's a seven. Down. Oh, crap, it's going to... So, <laughs> so, as Rotan's walking down the hallways between uh, the shelves, he starts to lose his balance because of Silway on top of him, and he leans over and bumps into one of the shelves. And the shelf starts to vibrate and shudder back and forth and then tips over to the left and into the one next to it and then falls over against the wall. And the brain jars shatter on the ground. And there are brains everywhere. Whoops! Just sliding along the floor. Oh, it's so gross. So gross. Rotan puts a hand up to his mouth and says, Sorry! Oh, like he's calling. <laughs> we really should have just gone out of this room and back upstairs. Rotan keeps going forward. Is there anything on the far side of the room? On the far side of the room is a table. There's two candlesticks on either side of it, which are lit. And in the middle of the table is a book and a quill and an ink pot. Rotan's going to go over and look at the book. You look at the book, and as you open the book... Okay, uh, give me a... It's perception or int? Do perception. Oh. Dang it. 17. Uh, that's... I rolled a one. <laughs> um, minus one, which is zero. <laughs> it's a good thing you have two heads. Yeah, and, and it's a good thing it was just for that and I not like for anything more does. serious. <laughs> oh, it is. They are very Rotan. Silway, you're looking at it, and it's written in a language you don't know. But as you stare at it, there are three columns. There seems to be something that looks like a name. And then in the next column, there is a date. 
And then in the column afterwards, the final column, there is a series of notes, maybe a, a line or two. Oh, some sort of ledger. I wonder if the, that thing was keeping track of whose brains it harvested. Oh, let me see. You're going to go into the room, Mist? Yeah. Give me a dexterity check. It should be a problem for you, but give me one. Don't anyway. worry, here comes the one. Uh, 11. You make it through okay. Do I crit fail? Do I, does anything else happen to me because of that? No, because you were just doing a perception check. Had it been something else, then yeah, something would have, but... I mean, I could say maybe you get a paper cut opening the book. Rokhtan just has this blank expression on his face. <laughs> Blanker than usual. You know, give me ten minutes and I can make sense of this, or we take the book with us until we've got, you know, ten minutes of quiet. How big is the book? It's a fairly big size leather tome. Not terribly thick. Maybe a hundred pages. Will it fit in a bag of holding? Oh, easily. Yeah, it's just, but it's a nice ornate leather book. It looks like it's been around for a while. All right, in the bag it goes. Any other books around? Uh, any drawers nope. in the desk? Nope, it was just a, just a table. So as you're looking around, you notice that there are labels on the jars. The jars that are still standing, there's a label on each of them that looks like it may be a name and a date. Same language? Same language. Okay. Uh... Yeah, this, I don't like this room at all. I think this thing was, I don't know, cataloging its victims or something. And she kind of reaches out with one hand and kind of like points at the jar, one of the labels in the jar, and sort of says, this right here is a date. It's it, it's probably a name and a date or a label and a date or something. So there are like names on each of them. Yeah. Well, there's words. I don't know if they're, we, it's a language we don't know. So it's like symbols followed by other kinds of symbols that kind of look date-like. This one says int nine. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got it. Well, any, any, uh, anything anybody else wants to do in here? Uh, get out, perhaps? While not as overwhelming and powerful as the other room, the smell is pretty strong. Probably from like, the, the broken yeah, glass, like the liquid. Yeah, the, yeah. the liquid, yeah, the, like formaldehyde like smell, yeah. yeah. Ugh. Whoever did, you know, whoever's responsible for that, we don't know. It's kind of a mystery. Well, let's go check that final room. Okay, so on your way out, uh, I want a dexterity check again from Rotan and Mist. Uh, 17. Uh, that is a 9. So it, like, knocks a couple with his elbow or something. No, no, you're, as you're walking out, you start to slip on the floor. Oh, no. Silway, give me a dexterity check to remain on his shoulders. Oh no. 13. You manage to remain on his shoulders, but Rotan is slipping. Rotan, give me another dexterity check to maintain your balance. Oh man. That is a 10. Oh no. Rotan, you stumble forward and try to reach out to steady yourself and smash into the other shelves that you didn't knock over before. And they fall over and the brains shatter. And then you fall over, but you come to rest on top of the shelves. So you're okay. like leaning on the tipped over shelves. Whoops! Silway's just glued to him this entire time. Yeah, Silway is like holding like a bucking bronco. Sorry! Careful. Uh, Do I need to get down? Ro Rotan's gonna try and get back up with Silway still on him. 
All right, give me another dexterity check. Okay, God. come on. That's a 14. It's a bit of a struggle, but you can do it. You pull yourself up. Uh, I should have got the sure-footed mount. And you can make it out now without incident. Excellent. Uh, yeah, we go back to the main room. As you're walking out of the hall, you see the liquid is starting to seep out of the hall, and brains are floating in it, and they're kind of floating along the hall with you. They're chasing us. I mean, they're not moving of their own volition. They're just kind of <laughs> floating on the liquid. Huh. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Uh-huh. You don't need to apologize to the brains, Rot- Roton. Roton walks faster. So you get back to the main room. Onward, ho! So you go down the last passage, and uh, like the two others, it branches off in a short hallway and ends in another diamond-shaped room. But this room seems to be nicely appointed. There is a writing desk. There is an easel with what looks like a canvas on it. There's a table next to it, and there's a box with several small jars of paint. And there is a bed and a dresser and a nice rug, and it looks very comfortable. Roton goes to look at the canvas. Sylvie shines the light around the room again, looking for anything interesting. You look at the canvas, and you see it is a beautiful pastoral. Vaguely impressionistic, but it looks like it was painted by a master. It's just an exquisite piece of art. Oh! Uh, Do I know what it's of? Like, does the terrain look familiar? It doesn't look familiar to you. Okay. But it looks like a very lovely place you'd love to visit. And so way you don't see anything hidden or anything like there's nothing invisible in the room. Mm-hmm. Will the painting okay. fit in the bag of holding? Hmm, good question. You take it out of its frame. Yeah, if you took it out of its frame, it definitely would. Like if you took it off of the, yeah, the frame, the canvas itself. I am very fond of the arts. Uh, yeah, he's gonna like start working on taking it out of its frame and rolling it up. Really? We're, we're collecting art from the murderous monster now? Better than brains. Or gold or jewels. I, I, I would think that gold or jewels would be better than our art, but okay. Art has meaning. Art has meaning. Art speaks to us. I think what it's speaking to me right now is it's saying... Gold doesn't The person who us. painted this ate brains. It, wait, uh, before Roton finishes rolling it up, like, he looks, is there a signature? Yes, there is a signature. Ah, oh, cool. What does it say? Give me an intelligence check. Okay. Okay, you can't quite make it out. I mean, there is a signature, but it's it's a very elaborate signature. Would a history check be any use, of any use here? I, like, I like hold it up over my head <laughs> so, so I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> like... Well, this is the name of whoever they were. You could try, Soe. A history check? Okay. Yeah. 14. No, 15. The name on the art, the letters, the signature you can make out is A-I-L-A. A-I-L-A. Okay. Yes. Ayla. Would I have any knowledge of this painting or the artist from my, uh, from my past? See, I don't know if I should answer that because oh. I think you have, you can put one and one together, so... That's a puzzle for you to figure okay. out. All right, all right. Silway just sees Ayla. What does it say, Silway? It is a name you recognize, but apparently you can't remember from where. Damn it. <laughs> Must scrape ancient history. What does it say, Silway? Oh, look, uh, it's Ayla. Ayla? 
Yes. Ayla Secura. A I L A. See, she, she points at the at the letters. Oh, just Ayla. Ayla, oh. yeah. I see it now. I know that I know that name, but I don't remember where from. Yes, bring this painting with us. I finish rolling it up and stuff it in the bag. Mist has it. Yeah. So what's what's the? And you said there's a writing desk. Yeah, there's a writing desk. Anything interesting? Uh, searching through that writing desk. Yes, you find a small bag, and inside are four blood-colored gems. Shinies. I like shiny things. Huh? What shinies? What? What shinies? What? Did you find shiny? You said shinies. What? I did. What are we talking about, Silly? You. Come on, you wanted I to get out you. of here, so let's get out of here. That was before you said Chinese. <laughs> Who said Chinese? I heard you. Because I said I Chinese, you said skill. Chinese. And I said, who said Chinese? So I, that's why I said Chinese. No, no, no. I have high perception skills. I heard you. And I have high deception skills. So you didn't. Are we going head to head again? <laughs> I do not understand what is going on. <laughs> That's because you have low insight. <laughs> I say go ahead and roll. Ah, <laughs> oh, but my high history skill says you have a history of deception, which means... <laughs> <laughs> what are we actually rolling? You're going to roll an insight check to see if you noticed Mist taking the bag of whatever... And Mist, you are going to roll a deception check to see if... Or you're going to just roll against each other, and whoever wins, wins. Okay, so deception versus insight? Yeah, or just actually, just do straight up. Straight up, just check. Just roll you, roll you 20 versus, sided dice. Yep, you versus Mist. 18. Deception mattered, it would be a 14, but if it's just a die, it's a 6, so... If it was perception, it'd be a 26. Oh, well, all right then. Uh, either way, either way, Silway <laughs> sees that you took something from the desk. She is eyeing you severely. I see it. Bring it with us and share it. All right. You got to work on your trust issues, Silway. Like, just because you were a thief doesn't mean everybody's a thief. Hey, I heard you trying to claim you didn't... S- s- did not take anything. I actually didn't say that in character, but I just decided to run with it, so... <laughs> uh. Anything else you want to take in the room? Uh, is there any? It's just otherwise. It's just furniture and furniture. The easel paints. It's a nice uh, writing desk. <laughs> Can yeah, that it's, I mean, all the Start furniture. Start pushing it down the hallway. Yeah, all, <laughs> all the furniture is nice. It is. It is very. It's ornately carved and looks very expensive. No other cabinets or anything else that might conceal shiny objects or value. Up? No. <laughs> then who cares? <laughs> uh, no, I. Think we're good here. Is there anything else that you want to do? You've explored pretty much everything, or at least collectively you have. Anything else you want to do in here, or do you just want to get out? I think we want to head out, or I want to head out. Rotund. Yep, I vote for heading out. Yeah, we're we're done here. We got the rock. We got the rock. So let's roll. Hi, everyone. Hope you are enjoying our first season finale. Uh, That is first season because we are planning on producing more of this. Many of you still seem to be listening and we're still having fun playing. And really, that's the important part. Before we get into our next season, we're going to have a few sort of interlude episodes. One is going to be our Q&A on our process and other stuff that uh, other questions that you guys have sent in. 
and then we'll have three sort of uh, side adventures, one featuring each of our principal cast. Uh, we had a lot of fun recording them and branching out and playing new characters and uh, stretching our legs a bit. And then we will start off with our first episode of Season 2. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Keep paying attention to our Facebook or uh, Twitter feed for new episodes. And uh, like us, leave reviews. If you are feeling really generous, you can join us on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash multiclasstheater. Uh, and, and again, as always, thanks to those of you who are already contributing. Roton's backstory is almost ready to go up on the Patreon. You're going to want to hear that one. It is a riot. And so are these individual episodes, which you will get for the low, low price of free. But they are very, very funny. All of them. Our one-off characters, we just get silly, apparently, it turns out. Yeah, as opposed to the regular characters, which are not silly The regular characters, like, yeah, they're, they're somewhat grounded, maybe a little. These are just off the wall. I tried to create very serious characters. Sure. Bullshit. <laughs> yes, yes, me too. My NPCs are, are, are known for being extremely serious and not at all morons. You asked me to play a cat. Did I not play a cat? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. You will be happy to know that that will be the first of the three episodes put up, uh, which hopefully will air uh, the week after our Behind the Curtain episode, which hopefully will air the week after this episode comes out. That's a lot of hoping, but, you know, considering we're all locked away in our personal closets, you know, what else do we have to do? Uh, until we get into season two proper, in, in, at which time we'll go back to the regular schedule because we're not crazy. So uh, Mike mentioned reviews. I just wanted to take a second to thank Ned Donovan, who, in addition to many other things, is a cast member on The Encounter Party. He left us a very kind review on Podchaser. So thank you, Ned. And if you're not familiar with Podchaser, it um, aspires to be a sort of IMDB for podcasts. And yes, uh, if you are moved, write us a review, please. We'd like to hear, we like your words. We crave feedback. I think we crave validation. Maybe that's just me. I think it all started when I was seven. Tell me more about your childhood, Diana. Uh, well, no, 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 we... not now. <laughs> <laughs> this mid-roll is going to go forever. <laughs> if we get onto that topic, it really could. Uh, so on that note, um, why don't we get back to the show? I, I think we should, uh, discuss what our next step is. Our immediate next steps. I agree. We definitely need a plan at this point. We are in a terrible position with both the Thieves Guild and the Patron. Rotan, give me a strength check. Okay. You've been holding, you've been carrying Silway for a while. Uh, that is a 16. Okay. This is this is such a great die. <laughs> Every time I want to fail, it fails. <laughs> Every time I want to succeed. Well, our immediate concern is get out of Nightfall alive. Then we can worry about the patron on the way back to Hroth. Uh, well, that's a good short-term plan. We have earned the uh, ire of the Thieves' Guild, which means I could never return. Yes. I think I should return those swords to Selene. What? I, I don't want to just leave and, and run away and and leave her like that. Silway. 
She threatened to kill us. And this is a way to remove that threat. Is it? What do you think is going to happen? I give her the sword and she kills us? Yes. You don't know her as well as I do. I don't know her at all. But I do know evil people. She is not evil, Rotan. And she strikes me as a very evil person. I know she has an eye patch, but she is not evil. She does have an eye patch. What 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 is your proposal then? My proposal is that we um we we extricate ourselves as quickly as possible from this. Leave Griffin's perch, head to the city gates, run as fast as we can to Hrath? Yes. Yes, I would agree with that plan. Mist, what do you think? I'm actually with Rotan on this one. We need to get out. I don't like what it seemed like she was going to do with these swords. What do you want to do with the swords? <laughs> Sell them. <laughs> I mean, they're interesting, right? Like, there's a history to them that is kind of worth investigating, maybe once we're not worrying about people trying to kill us. But I think... There is more to do in this city. They're... We still don't know about that, that body. Remember that? I want to find out what happened to it. Well, should we, um, should we grab it and bring it with us? Want to carry a body back to Arath? I don't know if we need the body itself, but I want to see if, like, the inspector learned anything, or there's some sort of connection between that body and this house, and I want to find out more about it. We do need to, um, learn what those magical symbols meant. I think that is very important. I agree. Something... Something bigger is going on here. Yes. Do you care about the the ancient body at all, Mist? I mean, yes, but I also care about not being murdered, so... Well, murder is kind of what awaits us in Arath, too. <laughs> well, yeah, but we can figure that one out on the way back to Arath. Well, let's, let us find out what happened upstairs. Maybe we can find that map that Rotan found and see if that will tell us more about this thing. That eats brains? Map. Oh, right. Yes, the map. I don't know if they're connected at all. Honestly, I do not think it is relevant. But I could go retrieve it if you would like. Oh, well, I always like maps and information. That's, but that's just me. Then I, I will perhaps go and retrieve it. guys come up to the main floor and the entire building is silent. The front door is wide open and dawn is starting to break outside. Oh, wow. That's a long quest. What a party. Yeah, I mean, you guys were in there a long time. So, uh, Rotan, you want to go up and get the map? Shall I go up and grab the map? Yes. yes. I think we need to know more about what this thing was or what this brotherhood was doing. Very well. Where shall I meet you two? At the gates? We're near the entrance to the Griffin's Perch, or are we just at the in the main hall? You came out of the theater, and you're standing at the top of the stairs looking down. And you can see the doors open, and dawn is creeping in. Is there any activity? Is the place deserted? It's deserted as far as you can tell. Okay. Um, Rotan, why don't, why don't you go go find that map... Uh, we will meet you at the front, the front doors of this, of this hall, of this building. And then we can go from there. Very good. Yes, that sounds reasonable. Rotan, you go upstairs and uh, you retrace your steps to where Margaret brought you. And when you get up there, you discover that she's gone as well. 
and you see the map is still sitting there on top of the pile of books and papers. Um, can I look at the other books and papers on this table? There are a bunch of books. Most of them are history books about various regions, none of which you've heard of before. Okay. Because you're not very familiar with this land. Okay. But there are, I would say, six or seven different books. Um, I'd like to put those into a pile. Okay. Yeah. I, like, fold the map up. And then, uh, what's the light source in this room? Uh, at the moment, there is the lights coming in from outside. Okay. It's that low light just at dawn. What would the light source normally be? Like, what was it last night? Uh, there were candles there were that candles. were lit. Okay, and they're all burnt down. Do I see any tinder around? Yeah, there are other papers and other things around. There are some other miscellaneous books scattered around that you didn't gather up. Is there like a fire, like a box? Here we go. Um, like a, a box <laughs> like of a, tinder? Yeah, like, like, um, like with flint and steel or something in it. Matches. Oh, I don't know what they do in here. You probably have one in your... Yeah, you probably do have one in your adventurer's kit. I don't think I brought my adventurer's kit with me, though. Oh, no, probably not. Because I was dressed not. all um, fancy-like. Uh, give me an, uh, give me an, uh, perception check. Okay, cool. Uh, that's going to be an 11? You find, next to the fireplace there, a small flint and tinderbox. Roton opens it up and, and proceeds to set the bookcase on fire. <laughs> I think he's whistling as he does this, like... What the hell? <laughs> and then, and like, like striking, striking the steel, and then like. <laughs> okay, give me a nature check or survival check. Yeah, sure. Fire handling check. That is gonna be a fifteen. First try, you strike a spark, and you have a fire going. He looks around the room at bookshelves and and the curtains and the wood beams, and then gives this big beaming smile that is just for himself and then he picks everything up off of the table and, and starts heading downstairs Mist and Silway, you see Rotan coming down the stairs he has a stack of books in his hand and he's looking quite happy and content with himself did you get it? I did uh, there are also a whole bunch of um, books on top of it I brought those along too just in case they were important Silway, so, you notice that the books are written in Tyran. Ooh. So look more closely. Do I recognize the titles at all? They seem to be history books of uh, various regions, which there's a history of Sisha, there's a history of the Corridor, there is a history of the Cleft, there is a history of something called the Shrouded Isle, and a history of Tyr itself. Okay, so Silway reads those titles, and she gives out a deep sigh and rolls her eyes like, Ugh. Of course you had to grab my textbooks, of all things. These are these are your textbooks? Wait, what? Not not mine, but I've I they I was I had to read them and oh. God, it was so annoying. Most of them. You've never heard of the Shrouded Isle. Mo most of them. Ah, oh, so to her it's a pile you of can school find books. these in other places. Uh, well bring them just in case. They're not they're not gonna okay. hurt anything, but That's good. I I was a little worried that maybe I should have grabbed some other books as well. But uh if they're not that important, then, then I'm glad I just left it. Mist, you're starting to smell smoke. He's turning his nose up and, like, 
did you do anything else up there, Rotan? Uh, yes, I did a few things, yes. Such as? Uh, well, I did, I might have set the bedroom on fire. You what? Uh... Rotan. <laughs> right, you like, 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 like a dog. <laughs> like you'd say it to, what did you do? <laughs> Wanna rub your nose in this? <laughs> Look what you did. Why do you keep burning things down? Keep burning things down? You're, well, trying to. I don't, I don't do it that often. Uh, well, all right, well, clearly we should not be sticking around here. Let's let's go. Yes. Let us leave. As you go outside, you look back over your shoulder and you're starting to see smoke rising from the, the sort of steeple on top of the building. And the sun has come up over the horizon. But this town is still more or less asleep. You stayed up there the entire night. Great. We will doze on the way back to Roth. Well, I will. I told Gruber to hide out by the gate. So I, I vote we proceed in that direction and camp outside of... Let's do that thing. I will... I will meet you there. And she kind of demurely looks away, like, towards the city. Why? We're... we're... Why? I have business I need to finish here before I go. With the Thieves' Guild. Are you sure, Silway? I am sure. Do you need help? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm... <laughs> like, Rotan ass is like this growing column of smoke <laughs> is, is rising. From... <laughs> I don't need your help. I'm just going to go talk to Selene. And if I don't return, then you can return to Arnon. And you have the rock. You have everything you need. You don't need me. Very well. Rotan says solemnly, Come along, Mist. Uh, Mist pulls the swords out of the bag. I am not happy about this. If Selene does come after us, I will be extremely unhappy about this. But I think if she sees you without the swords, she'll kill you. Thank you. And, and Silway takes the swords. I promise whatever happens, she will not follow you or Rotan. Her concern is with me, and I will make sure that it ends with me. She may not see it the same way. Then, that is my promise. I will make sure that she sees it that way, or she is not capable of following through. Rotan gives her a nod. Uh, Mist and Rotan, the column of smoke is starting to get thicker and rise higher. As you walk out of the grounds, you hear glass breaking. <laughs> And as you look back over your shoulder, you see flames have engulfed uh, the entire, uh, that entire room and are like flickering out of the windows angrily. Um, so are you going to just walk up the middle of the street? Are you going to try to sneak it all? I, I mean, there's not really many people out, but chances are that's going to change in a few minutes. Uh, Mist under the circumstances would err on the side of low profile because fire giant freaking blaze. Okay. Well, Rotan doesn't sneak, so um, yeah. Then he's just gonna head up the road. You make it up most of the street and you're just about to come through the gates marking the border of Old Town. A guard walks up to you and stops you in the street. Um, excuse me, what are you doing out here? I, I see f uh, smoke rising from down below. Um, who are you? What are you doing here? 
What are you doing here? You see she has her hand on the hilt of her sword. I am guarding this gate. It is my sworn duty to protect this city. Who are you? Ah, I'm Rotan von Bastard. Rotan von... And who is your friend? Ah, this is... And it's Mist still there. (laughs) Yeah, Mist on the river. It is, uh, my duty to, um... Oh, this is... I'm sorry. Uh, this is my, um... This is my first day on the job. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Um... Um, uh, well, we're, 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 we're leaving. I don't know if that... I, I don't, I don't think you should leave right now. Um, I, I, I think you should, I think you should answer some more questions. I, um, do you know anything about that, uh, that, oh, God, that, that fire down, down over, the, over there? Yes, that is a, that is a, wow, that is a big fire. Oh, uh, somebody really should, should do something about that. Somebody, uh, somebody sworn to protect the city, perhaps. Oh, oh, that is, that is, a, that is an excellent point. Oh, um, oh my god, uh, just, um, uh, stay, stay right here, and, oh, and she runs off towards the militia barracks. I am disinclined to wait right here. <laughs> she did ask nicely well yes but you've established already that you have certain compunctions about uh the truth and the telling thereof and the moment they start asking things like did you start that fire you're gonna say yes i started that fire and then you're going to go to jail and i don't want to go with you you say compunctions like it's a bad thing to tell the truth i'm not opposed to it but like when you do things that are illegal like setting fires to buildings you know, telling the truth means you go to jail for it. Was that wrong? Was setting the building on fire wrong? Yes. The whole place is clearly corrupted. Anyone who goes there is at risk of suffering the same fate as those we we were forced to kill. Is that illegal? You are not a law enforcement officer in this town. You set it on fire because you thought to do it. Like, yeah, they're not going to be happy about it. Oh. He looks back at the column of smoke. Whoops. <laughs> you can now see flames above the other buildings. You see the door of the militia headquarters open. And it looks like people are starting to pile out. Do you think uh, maybe we should find Gruber and get that ham? Uh, not sure what you're talking about, but I think we should find <laughs> Gruber and stay out of sight until Silway joins us. Yes, that does seem like a prudent course of action. Let us, let us do that. You're about to depart when all of a sudden you uh, hear a voice call out, I... Rayton, Rayton. Yes, who is Ray, it? Ray, you don't recognize me. I'm. It's the detective inspector, Rayton. Oh, hello, inspector. I mean, I know it's been a day or two, but you know. Yes. I like to think that you still remember who I am and what I sound like. Yes, I well. <laughs> it's been a very long day and a half. Feels like a month. So, so I, I hope you forgive me. Yeah, that's all right, Rotel. I, I guess there's bigger fish to fry. We can, um, we can have lunch or something and uh, figure out our relationship. But, um, did you see the uh, the fire down there, at Griffin's Perch? I did. Yes. Uh, did you, um, I don't know. Did you see anything? Like, it's a great big fire. I mean, did you see anyone as you were walking up the road? Uh, we did see the person at the gate here. Yes. Uh, what? There's something. Somebody at the gate. 
Well, yeah, you're. Yes, you're, there was. Your your guard your guardsman. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Belinda. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's she's a little shaken up. She, you know, it's her first night now. Did anything else happen tonight that uh, would leave her shaken up? I don't quite know what you're meaning. I mean, there's a building on fire down there. That's kind of something. That doesn't happen regularly. Uh, no. Oh. I mean, yeah, okay, Repton. You seem a little bit, uh, I don't know. You seem a little bit off. Oh, yes, well, I did have a lot of people try and stab me a little bit ago. Actually, uh, most of the day, people have been trying to stab me. On and off. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you understand. Where, what? Where was this? Well, it was first at the Thieves Guild, and then, um, in the secret chambers under the Griffin's, uh, the, the building over there. The one on fire. Mist rests his head in his hand. <laughs> and you thought we could just walk out of town. <laughs> it's a nasty compunction, I'll admit. It's a nasty compunction. <laughs> All right. Um, so let me get this straight. You were in Griffin's perch. Yes. And now it's on fire. Yes. Did you have anything to do with the fire? Yes. Uh, I was hoping you weren't going to say that, Roton. Um, uh, oh, jeez. Um, guards, please, can you, um, uh, can you take this man into custody? Two guards come up and attempt to seize either one of your arms, Roton. What for? I mean, you kind of burned a house down. That's illegal. It was a house full of demon worshippers, I'll have you know. Uh, Well, I mean... That's your sort of your word against theirs, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's well, what I thought. Well, most of them are dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and get the get the cat too while you're at it. But you could ask, uh, what was his name? Rob. You could ask Rob. He looks at Mist, <laughs> like questioning. Who's just pinching his head, who still is just pinching his nose between his thumb and forefinger and just shaking his head slowly from side to side. Two militia people come up on either side of you, Mist, and reach out to grab your arms. Yep. Rotan, are you resisting at all, or are you uh, allowing them to take you into custody? I think Rotan will allow uh, them to take him into custody. Yeah. So they seize one of your arms and they take your hammers from your back. Or as they're doing this, Mist, you could jump in and do something. So would you say all the guards here are within uh, 10 feet of us? Oh, yeah. Great. They all need to make a wisdom save. Does that include me? It does say each creature within 10 foot cube. Woo! All right. Is this enthrall or suggestion? Oh, no. This is my fave presence. Thanks, everybody. Let me check the wording exactly so that we run this correctly. I can cause each creature in a 10-foot cube originating from me to make a wisdom saving throw against my warlock spell save DC. What's your spell save DC? Uh, 16. Oh, okay, that changes things. So wait a minute. <laughs> if it's every creature, every time you do this fake presence, like, Rotan and I should be rolling to resist? Yeah, seems that way. No, they have once. Like, when you were, yeah, when you were with Henri outside of uh, the sundown. Oh, I thought I used charm. I think I, I, think I cast charm. Oh person no, on you him. did. You did cast charms person. Oh. Okay. All right. In the future, whenever you do this, we have to resist. Like, oh, mist is so amazing. I rolled twice. I got a six and a thirteen. 
I have plus one to wisdom saves, which takes us to 14, which I think means... You still miss. ...that I still fail. Pretty kitty. Everybody fails. <laughs> this took a turn. <laughs> this is so great. He was so skeptical of you before. This is amazing. <laughs> okay, so take it away, Mist, when you're ready. Oh, I need to I need to sort my brain out on this one, because it was just going to be grab Rotan's hand and we're running now. Now it's like, you know what? You guys have bigger things to worry about than, uh, than the two of us. Um... Can you do us a favor, give us his stuff back, and why don't you guys go take care of the fire and we'll we'll wait here. Yeah, yeah. Alright. That seems to make sense to me. Um you hear him. Let's go. Come on, everyone. They hand Rotan his stuff back and they start filing down the hill. Before you can do anything, Rotan grabs you and like gives you this really tr- tight hug. Like, your arms are stuck at your sides, and it just, like, <laughs> hugs you really, really tight. Mist, you are marvelous. Really, yep. you are. Yep. That was yep. magnificent. Yep, we're not done yet. We gotta go. We gotta go right now. We gotta Whoa, go right now. Where are we going? We gotta go meet Gruber outside of town right now. Okay. Should I stop hugging you now? Yes, please. It's getting like awkward. Yep. <laughs> All right, lead the way. And we scarper. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you scarper away without further incident. You've made it past the militia. You see people gawking at their like doorsteps and looking out windows at the rising column of smoke in the distance. Make it to the gates without incident. And standing there, waiting just outside the gates, is Gruber and Concord. And the cart. Uber. Um, sir. Look, um, sir. There's a fire, sir. Yes, it's a. It's a shame that the ham wasn't ready, but uh, I do not think it would be wise for us to go back in town at this point. But, but, sir. And he gestures to the back of the cart, and you notice it's filled with ham. Um, <laughs> I could just drive back in there, sir. Um. No, Gruber. I uh. I think we may have overstayed our welcome in this town. Oh, that's a shame, sir. It is. But at least we have provisions for the ride north. I think, sir, that you should make it your magic ham, sir. I, I think I think it will taste better that way, sir. It, I mean, it has been, like, a day or so, sir. Ah, yes. Uh, I do, I do believe I still have a spell slot for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I do. Uh, so Rotan's gonna get to work on this ham. Magic ham? Mist is quite curious. Oh, it's excellent, Mr. Cat. It's the best ham you've ever had. Well, um, it's... To be to be honest, sir, it would be even better if we could take it down by the fire and roast it, sir. But it's pretty good. We can light a fire. Let's cook the ham first, then eat it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, it's got to be a special kind of fire, sir. Like... Um, from, from, from a home, sir. A house fire is, is, yes. is the working theory, yes. Because <laughs> you see, uh, Gruber's first ham was made in a house fire. So we think, and that was so spectacularly good that we think it oh, may yes, only Oh, yes, it was be, very good. It may only be possible to replicate it in, in a house fire as well, yes. You look like you're having trouble following <laughs> this, miss. 
It's really not that complicated. <laughs> nope, we're good. We're good. Well, um, maybe in the next town, sir. Yes, there are always demon worshippers and demons to be found if you look hard enough. Y yeah. Would you like some ham? Mm, no, I'm good right now. Ah, well, perhaps later then. Silway making her way through the streets. Again, you're not finding a whole lot of people out. As you get closer to the Thieves' Guild, you notice people are coming out of their houses, and they're pointing at something behind you in the sky. And as you glance back over your shoulder, you see that there's just thick black smoke billowing from Griffin's perch. And you can see the flames even above the buildings. You get up to the Thieves' Guild, and it looks its usual quiet, almost deserted south. So we will approach the front door and try to enter in like the normal way that a, th a thief would enter the thieves guild. Like knocking on the front door, I guess. You knock on the front door and you knock for a little while and then all of a sudden you hear a voice from inside say, uh, uh, who is it? Uh, it's, it's Mara. I'm here to see <gasps> Celine. Oh, oh my God. Mara, 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 Mara. Um, uh, you know, um, Mara, it's, Oh, it's Trevor. Hey, Trevor. Can, can you get me in? Um. Ah. Uh, ooh. Um. She's. She's really mad at you. Like really mad. I. I know. I'm. I'm here to make that right. Oh. Ah. Uh, okay. Um. I'm not. I don't know what that means. Uh. Why don't we. Uh. Uh. Help me. 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 Me in the back. Okay. So Silway is very confused, but she, you know, goes around the back to where she thinks Trevor will be. You go to the secret door, and the yard is a disaster. Looks like nobody has cleaned up from last night. Everything is just trashed, but there's nobody in the yard. And waiting at the back door is Trevor. So, two things. One, are my legs still heavy? No, they, they are not heavy anymore. Okay. And then two, just to set the scene here, Silway is still wearing a ball gown, probably spattered in blood. Her hair is no longer the dirty silver color. Or it's like a bright silver color. Or no, it's blonde. It's, is it still blonde? It's blonde. Okay, so she's got blonde hair, like made up like a fancy dress party that's probably in a huge mess. And she is carrying two katanas yes. in her arms. <laughs> yes. And wearing leather combat boots. All right, I would just like to say that the hair is not a mess. The hair oh. is immaculate. Okay. Perfect. Armand is a, a wizard. Armand is, yes. <laughs> okay, so that, that is the site that greets Trevor. Is Silway made up for a fancy dress party, wearing, like, combat boots and... Trevor's jaw just drops. And he stares at you, dumbfounded. Uh, uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, Trevor, I, I know. I look really weird. I know. I'm no. sorry. No, no, no. Uh, you, you don't look weird. You look amazing. Uh, oh, no, Mara, it's, you it's look so weird. good. I don't like these. Uh. So I, I assume that Armand, like, she has a bunch of cleavage, like, pushed up oh, in yeah. plain view of Trevor. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> full corset, full everything. Mara, Mara, I had, I had no idea. Your hair, that's amazing. I know. It's not even really mine. The guy did this. Yeah, I know. I look I look really weird. I know. Um And then he finally seems to notice that you're carrying the swords. <gasps> are those 
Aren't those the swords? Did you did you bring them back? Yes, I I brought them back. This is what I'm. I want to talk to Selene about. Um. Okay. Um. Ah. Uh, come. Come with me. But you gotta be very quiet. Everyone's like really hungover. Okay. Let's. Yeah. Agreed. Let's be really quiet. Okay. Okay. All right. So. C- come on. And he sneaks into the front door. And he starts sneaking his way upstairs. Third episode of our CW show. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to the top of the stairs and he slips and falls. She tries to catch him. All right, give me a dexterity check. 12. You manage to catch him before he fully hits the ground. He shudders when you touch him. Oh my god, this poor kid. Um, bang, bang. When he looks up, he looks right in your eyes. And you realize that your faces are only inches apart. Silway resists the urge to headbutt him. (laughs) (laughs) And she kind of like senses his awkward moment and like dumps him onto the floor. Ow! Mara, what'd you do that for? Uh, Sorry, I... uh, I got distracted. Um, look, just can we, can we, can we go find Celine? Come on. Okay, alright, so shh. He gets up to the top of the second flight of stairs and then catches his foot on the top stair and you see him beginning to fall again. God damn it, Trevor. <laughs> Worst thief ever. <laughs> Alright, I'll try to catch him again. 19. You just reach out and grab him, like his shirt, and you're holding him up. He's like, ah, Marat, you can, you can let me go now. <laughs> she lets him go. <sighs> Oh, thank you. Trevor, are you still drunk? No, no, I didn't. I, well, um, okay, maybe a little. I, I just, I, you know, I saw you having that drink and I thought, hey, uh, if Mara can have one, then, then maybe I can have one. And so I had one and then I said it was really good. So then I had another one. And you know what, Mara? It was even better. Oh, you poor boy. Oh, no, don't think of me like that, Mara. I'm... I'm, you're my friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're friends. Mark, this may not be the best time, but, um, and he kicks at the carpet a little bit. He's like, can I, um, can I, can I ask you something? Um, uh, sure. Um, Mara, um, do you, do you like me, Mara? Um, you seem, you seem nice. You seem like a good guy. I mean, cause Mara, I, I like you, Mara. Okay. Um, Trevor? Can we finish this conversation if I'm alive in ten minutes? Oh, um, yeah. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry. Um, okay. Um, okay. So, you wait here. I'm gonna go try to wake Celine. Um. <laughs> okay, if either one of us is alive in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll be, I'll be right back. He sneaks to the end of the hall, and he goes up to the door. And then he just starts pounding on the door. Celine! <laughs> These plants never work out the way they're supposed to. <laughs> Suddenly, the door opens, and Celine's standing there in a nightshirt and a dagger in her hand. And she reaches down and puts it up to Trevor's neck. Why are you waking me? Celine, he's here because of me. She pushes Trevor to the side like to the wall and he hits the wall and just flattens himself against it <sighs> mara i like what you've done with your hair uh, there's a whole story behind that it suits you mara really much better than that whatever you used to call that i don't know 
hair. It was my hair. Yeah. This is like a, a helmet. It's much better. But Mara, I see you brought me a present. Two presents, in fact. She holds them both up in her arms. Mara, come here. Sylvia approaches. Come inside, please. She goes inside and she kind of glances a look back at Trevor over her shoulder. Trevor tries to follow inside, but Celine shuts the door in his face. Mara, have a seat, please. All right. She walks over to the desk. She will put the swords down on the desk and sit in one of the chairs. Brought them back, as you asked. Mara, 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 you never ceased to amaze me. Here I thought you just took off, but I see you still have some loyalty in you. I told you the swords weren't on my person, and I had to go get them. Uh, yes, but then your, um, friend got up and started talking, and I don't know what he did, but... Oh, it was hell, Mara. It was hell. Most of my thieves are down below, recovering from stab wounds and punches to the head. The truth is a terrible thing, Mara. Don't ever let anyone tell you different. Silly leans forward and sort of like puts her elbows on the desk and says, You tried to keep me here and contain me? That is what happens when you do that. And then she leans back in her chair. Celine rolls her one eye. Mara, please don't try to intimidate me. It does not suit you, nor will it work. You were doing so well, too. Just remember. She holds up the ring and the Guildmaster's seal. That was not an intimidation, Celine. That was an offer of partnership. I think you think of me as an underling. That is not what I am. We can work together. I never thought of you as an underling. I thought of you as a student, a pupil, and a protege. Do you often threaten your students? I did not threaten you until you made me. I pleaded with you to give me the swords back. I tried to appeal to our friendship and your better nature. And yet... You still refused. So yeah, I had to resort to violence. And you know what? Had you not brought these back right now, I would have found a way to get them. I sent two thieves down to that inn where your shiny friend was staying. And I was going to kidnap his man in exchange for those swords. But he was smarter than I thought. For he was gone. Yes, that sounds like, like something you would have done. And that is why I came back. Because I don't want you trailing me. I don't want us to have this half-antagonistic relationship. I need allies. I am about to be in a lot of trouble. And I will need a place to go. And I will need allies to help me. And I want to know if I can still count on you for that. What is this trouble? Tell me. Well, have you, you've just woken up, haven't you? Darling, I sleep light. You should know that. Have you noticed the fire in the city yet? Um, she looks out her window. Ah, yes. <laughs> Is that your doing? Did you torch Griffin's perch? I did. Huh? I'm huh? sure you can put the pieces together with this uh, fancy outfit and my general state here about what I've been up to in the past 
ten hours since I've seen you. It looks to me like you were having fun. I hope you got lucky. No, I have not been having fun. Celine, since I left here, I watched a squid monster eat a person's brain. I exploded in magic and killed ten people. And that is still not the most upsetting thing that's happened to me today. My former best friend threatening me is still what looms in my mind as a thing that's most upsetting to me today. And I want to bring that to a close. I I would have thought it would be the squid monster, but... <laughs> <laughs> not the squid monster. Not the brain eating. Mara, I will tell you this. We are even. You do not have to fear from me or worry about me. And should you need help, I and the Thieves Guild will be here for you. But we have our limits, and this relationship works both ways. I will respect you. I will help you. I will even mentor you, should you want it. But you must understand, I am the Guildmaster. And I have to protect this guild. I would like to roll an inside check on what she said just now to see if I think she's lying. Okay. Uh, 17. As far as you can tell, she's telling the truth. All right. So they seems satisfied. So she'll relax a little bit in her chair and say, I think we can help each other. I don't know how, I don't know when, but after I resolve this thing I have to do up north, I may come back. I may need your help. And... I can offer you mine in whatever form that takes. Then we are agreed. And since you never quite rose high enough in the ranks, you never experienced this, but I shall require of you something to seal this pact. Give me your hand. She narrows her eyes and stares at Celine skeptically and does not offer her hand just yet. She extends her own hand. And holds it out, palm up. I am not going to cut your hand off if you think that's what I'm going to do. Seriously, Mara, you think I'd go through all this just to get back to where we were? I would never think that, Celine. Twelve? <laughs> no, you you don't think Thirteen. that. Thirteen. You don't think that she's going to cut your hand off. So Silway will cautiously offer her hand on high alert for anything strange going on and hold it out, palm up. Celine takes your hand and then takes the dagger and cuts your palm. Ah! And then she does it to herself and she takes your hand and presses the two together. Celine takes a deep breath and stares at her hands. Celine is just staring right at you, like just unwavering. Her gaze is fixed on you and she says, We are bound now, Mara. This oath that we take in this room transcends all else to betray it is to betray all that is good and right and proper and should one of us betray this oath and this friendship may all hell and abominations and death and destruction and torture and chaos and pain and horror consume them I'm sorry, that may have been a little traumatic. I'm still <laughs> half asleep, but you get the understanding. So, Way, like, grasps Celine's hand in hers with their 
bloody palms mingling, and then releases and stands up as if she's about to leave. Are we concluded then? Celine has picked up the swords. Yes, Mara. You may go. Then until we meet again. And she makes a very flourishing, like, curtsy in her fancy ball gown. Celine smiles back at you. Until we meet again. And then out the door she goes. As you open the door, Trevor pretty much falls in through the door because he was standing there listening at it. Um, I'm sorry. I was, uh, I dropped my, um, I dropped a, a, a penny. So he looks over his shoulder at Celine and gives her like the, like an eye roll, like, I'll take care of this. And then tries to close the door behind her and Trevor. You close the door. Celine is looking at the blades. Um, Mara, um, what? Uh, you're alive. I th- I didn't think you were going to be alive. I thought, um... Oh, oh gosh. Uh. Um, Trevor, I saw yesterday before I left the Guildhall grounds that you didn't raise your hand to show that you had ever stolen from somebody. Oh, um, no, um, well, that's why I think I'm still uh, a novice. Uh, I, I've, I've, you know, it's, it's hard. Like, people work hard for their money. I'm not sure if you really belong here, Trevor, in this, in this guild. Would you like to come with me? Ah. <gasps> For, for true? For real? Like, like you mean it? Like, like where would we go? We're going north, uh, my companions and I, and we could always use another set of hands. Oh, Mara, is this because you like me? Um, uh, uh, <laughs> she trails off. <laughs> I, I, I don't know really what that means um no no never mind we can talk about it later mar i i don't want to i i don't want to push things and force things and um just forget i ask i just forget please um just let's um we should probably go before uh yeah we should probably go yes yes i need to meet my companions outside the gates uh grab grab what you need and then we need to go quickly before the city fully wakes up okay um okay and he rushes off downstairs, and he comes back almost instantly. He's carrying a bag and what looks like a small club. So he uh, heads for the exit with Trevor in tow, I assume. He's following along, smiling from ear to ear. Um, and then she will try to head for the exit in a stealthy way, like taking the back alleys and the secret ways that she probably knows. You get there without too much incident because everybody's focused on the fire, which continues to rage. You make it out to the gate and you see Rotan and Mist and Gruber standing there. You see Concord and the other horse, which I don't believe has a name, and a cart full of ham. Oh, um, <laughs> hi, I'm I'm Trevor. I think I met you before. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. You're not dad. Hi, not dad. Hello, Trevor. It's, um, it's good to see you again. Um, I'm excited to join your party and travel with you to wherever you go. Well, and he, like, looks between Trevor and Silway a couple of times. And then he looks at Miss. It's a look of all the wrongs that have been done unto him in the course of his life. <laughs> he returns this glare to the child that is now occupying... <laughs> The cart. Silway's in the driver's seat, like, wanting to get going. I'm assuming Trevor, like, hops in the back seat or something. She glances over her shoulder and says to him, Oh, by the way, um, my name's not Mara. 
and then looks back forward again and slaps the reins. Trevor's just looking at her with, like, his jaw dropped and... I, um, okay. Rotan leans in and then he winks at him. Welcome to the party, Trevor. Do you like ham? Okay, that will, uh, yeah, you, you, you can, um, you can read the signature. Just give me one second to find the signature. Oh, yeah, we're deep in the notes now, guys. <laughs> the random painting now has, like, a backstory, <laughs> and it's, it's a quest objective. <laughs> we must find the original owner of this painting and return it for a reward. I always hated that as a DM, but loved it as a player when, when they discover something that you, like, hadn't planned on coming up until, like, much later. It's just like, ugh. Why did you roll so good? Damn it. I, I took the time to create this, but I don't remember it, so now I need to find it. Uh... My, my DM notes literally say painting, and it's like, ugh. Now I need an artist and a history, and what's, <laughs> yeah. what's on it? When... When you say it's in an impressionist style, Diana, what what era of impressionism? <laughs> um, I would say later, later impressionistic era. Later, maybe wow. moving into the neo impressionist, like not not like a Monet, but oh crap, okay. she knows paintings, <laughs> but not pointillism either. No. <laughs> okay. 
though. We're not that far gone. No, and and not like you know, not like pre-Raphaelite or something like that. It's it's very okay, much cool. <laughs> Welcome to Multiclass Theater. This is an art nerd podcast where we talk about fictional art that does not exist and the the eras in which that fictional art was made. The eras in the real world which the fantasy art was made in. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Art Podcast where we verbally describe art that you could just go and look at pictures of. 